vocal is the vocal by which I fuck up camaraderies. The likes of which is ripe as shit for molding, just like pottery. Idolatry. Shop at the Dollar Tree for Gucci. Keep tummy be funny upon your mommy dropping dookies for Gucci. Welcome in to the Dream Team Fantasy Podcast. Derek. Chowder. Poppy Chow Chow. In the building. Nobody else. Uh, nobody else wanted to join us. So, you know. Apparently, opening day is opening, important. I guess, even though the Rockies are already on a four game losing streak. Fun times. <laughs> Fun times. But, yeah, we're going to be here with you. Getting you some wide receivers. Some wide receivers in the draft, which I hated. Um,. Uh, yeah, I still hate him. Yeah. Um, we just went to our consensus rankings. Yeah, and there was zero consensus. Zero. Zero. Except for the first two picks. Not even then, though. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Uh, we were going to do top ten, but we couldn't come to a consensus for that. So, we're going to talk about eight and then uh, talk about a few other ones that we like. And go from there. I like it. So, yeah. Uh, But let's get into some of the news. Um, Still nothing on Lamar Jackson. Still nothing on Aaron Rodgers. Weird. Go figure. Weird. Um, They're also... Ravens, I guess, offered a contract to Odell Beckham. Don't know what that means. That's interesting. Yeah. Austin Eckler and the Chargers still can't come to an agreement, so there's still a chance he's traded. Um, I guess his words were, worst-case scenario, he plays out this season and becomes a free agent next year. But I don't know. I think he gets moved. I I want to say so, but I don't know who he'd get moved to. And it depends on the compensation <coughs> that they're looking for, if it's – like a third or fourth rounder, I think some team will will bite the bullet and and uh, be willing to pick up Austin Eckler, especially if it's a team that's competing for a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it's a struggle to see the to see running back get traded like that. But yeah, um, speaking about trades, apparently Bill Belichick and the Patriots have a. Uh, been shopping mac jones is the rumor oh so i don't know what to think about that i I think i've been pretty clear that uh i am not a mccorkle jones fan so i don't think it's i don't even know i don't know this doesn't look good yeah if they get rid of him maybe look out for them getting lamar i don't know that's a very realistic possibility um I think it was Asante Samuel came out though, and he said, uh, "Lamar, don't go to, to go there. Don't yeah. go there because you'll hate it or something." It was Asante saying that, but you get people on certain teams that say the same thing about their own team, and they just get salty. Yeah. Also, no movement yet on DeAndre Hopkins. Pretty slow time at the moment, so it is. If I'll, I'll give a shout out to the Kelsey podcast. Um, if you ever want to get in the mind of a GM, go listen to one of their more recent episodes. They have a GM meeting with Howie Roseman. Oh, 
for like talk with him about an hour about just how they rate players, what they're looking for, how they do their trading. Like it's it's kind of a good, interesting look of what a GM's thinking right now. Mm. And if uh, you want a good insight on um, vasectomies, go listen to the <laughs> This Is Important podcast from the guys that created Workaholics because they, they went into a full breakdown. Uh, so that's Yeah, that's the type of podcast I listen to. Well, and I think it shows through <laughs> through our style as well. So, Hey, both of them, both of them are our style. Yeah, so, but I don't really have anything else. No, I don't either. <laughs> I just hope, you know, Rogers determines where he wants to go here soon. Um, I'm tired of it. Yeah. Tired of him. Maybe you should just, you know, retire. Mm, he's not going to do that. He's too important. John Elway's out of the Broncos completely? He is there, yeah. <clears throat> and that is also true. Um... Yeah, that's that's kind of about it. Um, Carter, the the D tackle from Georgia, said he's only talking to teams in the top ten, which is stupid. Well, because there's such things as trades. Yeah. Um, but all right. Yeah, it is stupid because of that. But yeah, I thought that same thing. Yeah, a lot of uh, teams are meeting with these quarterbacks, Raiders, Colts. Um, Obviously, Texans and Panthers as well, but there's been some rumors, too, of uh, Tennessee possibly looking to get up to number three, which would be interesting. That would be a hell of a move. Yeah, so a lot of rumors, nothing coming to fruition as of yet, so we're going to have to, as always, wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, let's get into these receivers because uh, they're... They, they're difficult. They're hot mess. I don't like them. So. I think there's some good gems in there, but it's, who is it? Yeah. Who's that gem? Who goes to the right place, to the right fit that they need? Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to talk about some guys that we couldn't come to any kind of consensus with. And we'll go into our top eight after that. Yep. So. Do you want to start with somebody who didn't make potentially mine in Hugo's list that you seem to like? Uh, I've got a number 10 on my list, uh, Mr. Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. Cedric? He was hurt in 2022, but going back to 2021, he was a big body, 6'3", 213, ran a 4 Four five four at the combine, so he's he's fully healthy now, which is a good thing for him. But like going back to his film in twenty one, I like the way he was able to get offline. He's a big wide receiver. He plays physical. He doesn't get bullied around at that size, and it'll come in later. Um, he's got some good hands, and I like his blocking ability too. With being that big, the only thing is, is he kind of was very limited on his route tree when he was playing. So it was hard to, you know, is he going to be a limited guy in the NFL or is he going to be able to expand on that? And it's kind of where the questions start to pop up. Yeah, there's there's a few guys that are in this draft that have a limited route tree. 
definitely, at least from the college game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be question marks. You never know, though, because I had very big problem with uh, DK's route tree coming out. I did not like it at all. And I, I, I think I said he was going to be a bust, but obviously I was wrong about that. So I think some of that comes from a product of like the offense they're in and these college coaches they get so into a system that they don't really care about whether or not they want this guy to do everything. They're just like, you're good at this, and we're going to keep you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman. Um, the guy, uh, one of the guys I want to talk about is Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. I think for me it was nothing like, can't say nothing flashy because he made some pretty some nice spectacular catches. Uh, I really just enjoyed watching him. He was just kind of getting open consistently, and then I just felt like whenever it was like a big play situation, that was the guy that they were looking for, kind of reliable. Did have six drops, which is a little bit concerning, but you know, you see a lot of top guys have somewhat drop issues mm-hmm. early on in their season or in their career, so uh, I think it's definitely something that could be fixed. I just like his ability. He showed up big at the Senior Bowl as well. He was uh, consistently winning those matchups, and and I I just for me he was just he looked like a, a pretty good prospect out there. I think he's gonna be more of a diamond in the rough. Hopefully, goes to a good situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I had him at my number eight spot. He is six foot two, I believe. Yes, six foot two, two o three. Ran a four-five-three, and so yeah. Kind of right in that Tillman range-ish. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just liked, liked what I saw. Yeah, could go deep. He could go short. He can, kind of do it all. Uh, so, Xavier Hutchinson is somebody that made my list. There's a few on Hugo's list that uh, <laughs> stood out. <laughs> that stood out for sure. I'll talk about his. His guy that he had highest, and the one that he said he just thoroughly enjoyed watching, and was probably his favorite person to watch, and that is Michael Wilson, out of Stanford. Um, stands at six foot two, two thirteen. Ran a four five eight, which I'm not thrilled about, but yeah. and he didn't play a whole lot last year. But for I mean he had some some good film, but I I just. He definitely wasn't up there enough for me to... Well, just, like, I think what turned me away from him was, like, his whole college career. Kind of, he played five years. He's a five-year guy, and he just doesn't have anything that stands out that you're like, oh, like this guy can go. Like, he started off with 126 yards. Like, his total season yards... Are like some of the guys, or his total career yards, are some of the guys' single season this year. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. He's an injury guy. He, he's banged up. He's hard to to. He had a great senior bowl. I think that's probably that's going to be his saving grace and why he'll probably go a little bit earlier than expected. Able to show off to yeah, some teams. So. Um... Senior Bowl is becoming bigger and bigger for a lot of these teams, and you kind of see it. These these guys that show up have have been consistently, you know, getting drafted higher than expected. So he could easily go there, but 
I just don't like you said the injury history and just there's just a just, good amount that scares me away. He hasn't met number five, which is couldn't even put him in my top ten, so I could not put him <laughs> in my top five. Yeah, and yeah, Hugo Hugo likes, likes diving deep though, so. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. We'll get a laugh at his face. I mean, I had my guy last year I was high on, and he busted, so I learned some lessons. Who is that again? Tolbert. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited for him. And nope. Forget who. I mean, I was high on um, Traylon Burks, but mm-hmm. that one's a wait and see more than him actually being a bust. I mean, I thought he had a pretty good first year for dealing with what he dealt with. Yeah. All right. Who's another guy not on our list that you want to talk I have about? to talk about him because he's the last one on my list that's not on ours. Is Rasheed Rice from SMU. 6'1", 204, ran a 4.51. He had 96 catches for 1,355. But I liked what is... For being six, like six one's not big. It's not small, but like mm-hmm. he played bigger than six one. He was physical, and I kind of it was kind of interesting. I kind of had to take it with a little bit of a slight grain of salt because of the talent level that he was probably going up against. So he was able to just, I, but he dominated there. He didn't like, he didn't just like kind of go under the radar and just try to skirt by. Like he showed he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to break away from these guys. He's not like four, four, five is not crazy blazing speed, but he was able to get the separation. He was able to pinpoint balls up top, go catch them, bring them down. He caught with his hands. I, I just liked what he had. And, you know, when you dominate in your division, like you should, you kind of are showing something. And I, I really liked it. Yeah. I think he was a, a good prospect. There's just you know, once again, limited route tree. Um, he had separation, but I feel like, you know, playing at a place like SMU, mm-hmm. it was you know you're going against a little bit lesser competition. So I don't think his separation is going to really be as great at the next level. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of things that he was in consideration for my top ten, but I just couldn't do it. Work on when it all came. Work on being able to get off the line with pressure, man up, like a lot of people didn't man up, and he wasn't getting pressed on the line, so he didn't have to get off and work on getting around those corners, so I get that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, the guy that I had on mine, neither of you had, mistake, uh, <laughs> is Marvin Mims Jr. out of Oklahoma. Ran a four three eight at the 40. 5'11", 183. I feel like a few years ago that size would have been a big deal, but nowadays it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sizes. you know, you want the bigger receivers sometimes, but these receiver, smaller receivers are actually getting it done as well. So um, I just liked him. He had a knack for getting open, finding the spot. Obviously at 4.38 has got that speed to, to get past people. So um, there was just a few moves that I saw him do where he was – you know, easily creating separation, which I I really liked. Um, Fifty two catches for a thousand and five yards, so at almost average twenty yards per catch, which is it's what you want from a big play guy. Well, and it's what you expect from a guy like him too. 
Yeah. <coughs> he does. He's pretty good. He's not obviously not big, but he does play a little bit bigger. Goes and pin, high points the ball. And uh, so I just, I like him. And I think he will. I think he'll be a, a pretty good pro at the next level. And I'm pretty excited to see what eh, what he does. I believe I'm at, have him at eight. You have him at eight? Yeah, I was going to Hugo's list. No, I have him at seven, actually. So, And then Hugo had a few other guys that we're not going to talk about. I can't really say much on him, so there's really no reason to. Yeah. Um, back to... Mims, though. Well, there are a few things to add. Uh, he had the he was in the 91st percentile for his vertical jump, 92nd percentile in his broad jump. So he's an athlete all around. He can jump. That's good. Probably be a specialist type guy coming out. Yeah, I don't expect him to be a guy that comes in and is, you know, like a Terry McLaurin who kind of came in and surprised, but potential. 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 That's all you need. Potential. All right, let's go ahead and get into our top eight rankings our then. top eight. We've got some big variability here. So, But at number eight for us, we have A.T. Perry. I had him at number ten. Hugo did not have him at all. And I had him at number four. <laughs> I, so big. Big gap. Big <laughs> gaps here. Uh <laughs> It's kind of wild, but that, it I think it shows just how crazy this draft is when it comes to these receivers. So, yeah, A.T. Perry, there was a lot to like. Wake Forest, 6'4", 198, 4'4", Not the biggest guy for being 6'4". Um, but I think it's something he can, he can easily get into an NFL program, I think, in put on a couple 10 extra pounds just make him a little bit more of a bully yeah be ran, able to hold off people ran a 447 so at 64 still has you know good speed mm-hmm. um great wingspan which is you know definitely like that catch radius on him yep but you have anything else you want to add before watching him it was kind of tough to to get a good judge on like what he could do with this size uh, Wake Forest did a lot of little, a lot of quick passes, a lot of bizarre. Like, I think it was them that was doing the holding it into the to their uh, running back's body and doing like a lot of play action stuff, like that. Just they let develop. I think that was them, but yeah, I, I liked his route run. I liked. Everything I just have questions about is jump ball ability and if he can use the size and that's kind of what you'd want from a guy that's six four. Yeah, he struggled with more physical DBs um, mm-hmm. with pinpoint like high pointing the ball and getting jump balls. Um, he, I mean, he had a pretty good route tree for his size and everything too. So I think a guy being able to come back that's that size and do a lot of. He did a lot of hooks, a lot of curl routes, kind of crossing. Kind of, he was kind of in the short zone, which was bizarre to me. But that's how they used him, and that's probably just the product of that offense. 
Yeah, he doesn't have great burst <clears throat> off the line, but still manages to get open and everything. So great hands too. I think that was one of the things that I mainly liked mm-hmm. about him. Yes, he just everything was away from his body when he caught it. It was hands out, yeah. not letting it get to him. He's a he has he has some really high upside in the NFL, especially if he gets into the right position mm-hmm. where he could be a guy that could be a number two. Yeah. Pretty quick. It just kinda yeah, it depends on where he lands. So he what did he finish with? He had seventy catches for nine hundred and eighty four yards and eleven touchdowns. So you like seeing those touchdowns coming for him. Um especially that was one of the ones that I watched where I'm like, what are these quarterbacks doing? Uh, so Yeah. A.T. Perry. A.T. Perry. Numero eight. Number seven. Number seven. We have Nathaniel Frank the Tank Dell from Houston. I have him at nine. Hugo at ten. I had him at seven. Seven, yeah. This was probably one of our more consensus-ranked <laughs> guys. Um. Five eight, a buck sixty five. Ran a four four nine. The size is a little questionable. That buck sixty five is, I think that might be lighter than you. It's pretty close. I mean, he's pretty much my size. Uh, it seems like he uh... in Houston had one hundred nine catches for a thousand three hundred ninety eight yards and seventeen tutties. You would like to see, you know. A better 40 for his size. Um, but, yeah, 102 catches, that's pretty pretty spectacular in the college game. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 tutties, also pretty spectacular. He uh, led the nation over the past two years with over 2,700 yards and 29 touchdowns. So he got it done at the collegiate level on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, great, pretty good route runner. Yep. Um, not my favorite in this class, but he's up there for sure. And uh, he did a lot of short routes and deep routes. There wasn't much in that mid range. Um, but someone that size, you're probably not looking to go across the middle and hit him over a linebacker or two. He might die if he gets contacted by one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kinda... <laughs> he, I, he, to me, I think it was him. I, like just the way he could shift and move and do certain things, I think his his forty I don't think really does justice for the way he plays game speed. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's more quick and fast. Um, his size is concerning. You like you said, his game speed is probably better than his forty time said, but I think because of his forty time, he'll probably probably get pushed back a little bit mm-hmm. in the draft um yeah another guy that uh did great at the combine or not the combine the uh senior bowl so he's just it's tough to know yeah he has a lot to like he has the size i think to me the biggest knock on him is just the size the weight is like I just, to me, it seems way too small to, if he gets rocked, I just don't know if it'll turn out well. My thing is, he's just kind of one of those guys that's good at 
most things not great at mm-hmm. anything. So That's a good way to describe it. All right, number six. Number six. We've got Josh Downs. Josh Downs. Um, I said that Dell was not my favorite route runner of the class. Josh Downs is. Um, I definitely liked his route running ability. Felt like he was very talented in that. There was a couple times where he made defenders just kind of look silly with some of his routes. Mm-hmm. And as a guy who played receiver, routes are are very important to me. So I I, I liked what I saw. There were some things I didn't like. Um, I mean, some of the things I didn't like weren't even about his ability. Uh, a lot, a lot of when I was watching his tape, like he'd get frustrated if he didn't get the ball. He would, you know, wasn't like going down to like block in the run game as much as he should. There was just like some things that were kind of concerning in that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, five nine, one seventy one, ran a four four eight. Another one of these guys that's kind of on the smaller end. Yeah, and you wish it would ran a little bit faster forty, but you know four four is. Still good. I think one of my biggest things was watching him is the amount of times he would get up from a play and he'd go limping off the field mm-hmm. and or like he would get he would he just would it seemed like he always got up banged up and I didn't like that because to me I'm like it's, it's kind of like showing his durability there and I'm like I don't know if I can trust that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, <clears throat> he was a he was great in the red zone, yep. which is kind of what you like to see for a smaller guy, you know, that can get it done. Like I said, his route runner, it's got that beautiful like um, in and out route that he does. Yep, and you know, it's definitely something that the way you could get by those defenders just it was it was smooth. It was nothing. Yeah, he's gonna be a force in the slot when it comes to those kind of things. So think that's probably where he's gonna be is just a slot guy but he 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 does great in that role kind of fearless um but hugo had him at six i had him at five and i had him at nine yeah so it was that durability the the limping i hate seeing that shit even if you're not banged up i hate seeing you get up acting like it like be man you're in college But he uh, he had some pretty good pretty good seasons overall uh, in general at North Carolina. So. Yeah, ninety four catches, thousand yards, eleven touchdowns this last year. Yeah, so he I think he could carve himself out a a good slot role with the team, and you know be. I think Hunter Renfro is kind of like a a guy that I think he could be. And, you know, so some guy that can not give you high fantasy upside, but at the same time could give you, you know, some weeks where a week he does great. Of a fill-in week value. Yeah, so maybe especially in a PPR league if he gets that chance. So I like him. Just a few guys I like better. Mm-hmm. Number five, is it? Number five. We have Jalen Hyatt. 
from Tennessee. I had him at six. I think this was mostly. Hugo had him at eight. This was mostly my ranking. I had him at three. Yeah. I loved him. You loved him? I liked him a lot, I'm going to let you go ahead and go before. I really did. He was a six-footer, buck 76, ran a 4-4, 67 catches for 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. But just watching him off the line and. He just can get by him, and he burnt the shit out of defenders just constantly. Um, I liked he catches with his hands. Catching with hands with wide receivers big importance for me. I don't want that shit coming into their body. I don't want them using their body to catch it because you're not going to catch shit doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good at finding the open space. He's he's really I think he's good at being aware of where he needs to go. Um, he just, with zones, finds that open room, is right where his quarterback looks for him, and he just hits him, and he's wide open so many times watching his film. Um, he's a little small, undersized guy, but I think with the speed, everything like that, I mean, six foot, put on a couple, what, ten more pounds in the NFL. These guys are still developing. I just, I like him. I think he's a good fit. I think he, watching him, he just, Looked like someone who was ready. Yeah. I had an issue with him just because I think his athleticism is on, you know, a bit of an elite level. Um, he was in the ni- over the 90th percentile when it came to broad and vert. Um, so, you know, and his speed on the field was great. My issue was a lot of the times on on his big plays that he was getting, it was either – it was usually like in a zone mm-hmm. and completely either busted coverage or, um, you know, good play design by yeah. the Tennessee offense. Yep. And a lot of times it was when, you know, the DBs were backed off, were playing off of him. I didn't see a lot of him beating man coverage, like in press man coverage. So that's, you know, where I have my doubts. Yep. Is, is he going to be able to do that at the next level? Because, yeah, like, a lot of times it was deep. He's playing 8 to 10 yards off. And, you know, sometimes you have to do that to respect his speed and his big playability. But if you can jam him up there, then, you know, is he as effective? So I I just. I think that's something that hopefully, if it is issues with it, it's something that can develop at the next level. But he's he's a guy that i see if he goes to a team where they have like a a true number one guy mm-hmm. it can just benefit him kind of the tensions away and so he can utilize something like that to help him and make that jump mm-hmm. uh but yeah he he blew up this last year cuz sophomore year he only had uh 21 catches 226 yards he basically had that against alabama which I think he had five touchdowns in that game. Against Bama? Yeah. yeah. 207 he, yards. He tore him up. Yeah, six catches. So I also, one of those catches was not. But That, that to me, though, like uh, doing that against Alabama, like that's a, that's a team that definitely has talent. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. I, I like the athleticism. I just want to see some 
want to see him do it. Yep. Against more man coverage. That's the only kind of thing I see. All right. Number four, I believe. Number four. This is going to be the shocker of the year. Quentin Johnson. Johnston. Johnston. This was uh, one that we were kind of close on. We were. Um, Hugo and I had him at four. And you had him at... Six. I hated the man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, which is, I think, we're going to say a shocker because, you know, some... Some people have him as their number one guy in this in this draft, and not us. I don't see why. Yeah. I have a lot more negative to say about him than the positives. Let's get into his his thing, okay? Six foot three, two hundred and eight pounds. Um, four four nine forty. Forty vert, so he can get up. He's got some speed. He uh. Finished this last year with 53 catches for 901 yards and five touchdowns. You're, you're the one you're looking at must not have the bowl games included or something. <laughs> I'm like, all of mine are off. Oh, but. Okay. Well, yeah, probably not the bowl games, but in the regular season. Uh, I just... To me, he is at best... A Mike Williams for the Chargers, like a guy that can go make a a great grab and you know get down the field mm-hmm. with you know size and everything like that. But that's the best case scenario for me. And you know, Mike Williams has shown flashes and and done some good things, but he's never been consistent. He's never been able to you know put it all together. And and I think that's Quentin Johnson, where it's like he. That's his. That's his high upside. Yeah. He could also, you know, be someone like a JJ Ortega Whiteside, you know. And oh my god. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think what bothered me the most was from a six three guy at two oh eight, the amount of catches he had that were kind of along the lines of like in a zone or a blown defense, like. There was a lot where he was doing that. He was able to get his separation, mm-hmm. and but someone that size to me, he went deep a lot, and the one thing I didn't like was at that size he was bullied. He wasn't physical. He didn't. He wasn't getting. I, I, he just looked like a little soft baby out there. <laughs> like he was soft. Some some harsh words there. Soft as baby. <laughs> uh, he had a big game against Oklahoma State. Yeah. I believe he had almost 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. But he could have easily had a much bigger day. There was just like seriously three or four balls where, like you said, he kind of just got bullied by the DBs. There was one on a slant where he had it in his hands and let the DB just literally just kind of come in there and pluck it out. And a guy that size, you want him to just get his hands on there, hopefully strong hands, and just make the play. So, and yeah, just wasn't there. Um, just the lack of physicality. It kind of, I, I was watching the five eight, five nine guys, and these guys, no, no fear in them. They're just going at the other people, and he just didn't do that. Yeah. So, uh, 
he could pan out, but I think right now, I think most people are looking at just the athleticism and the size and just hoping that pans out. Yeah. But the, yeah, the tape just is not where I want it to be. That, uh, he was shut down in the national championship game. What did he, what was he, it? Do you he had one catch for three yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. I don't like that either. Don't like it. Not at all. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Now we're getting to some good ones. Number three, we have Jordan Addison from USC. Jordan. Jordan. Addison. Another one of the guys that was frustrating. He was. Um, pretty much all of them were. Came in at 5'11", 173 pounds. Ran a 4'49". The amount of 4'49", 4'50", and 4'51s amazed me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he He's played pretty significant ball ever since arriving to college. Mm-hmm. As a freshman for Pitt, he had 60 catches for 662 yards, four touchdowns. Sophomore year, he had 100 catches, 15 193 yards and 17 touchdowns and then that's when he transferred to USC 59 catches 875 yards and 8 touchdowns it was bizarre like watching the two years from his pit to the USC he just didn't seem like the same guy Mm. a little bit I don't know if, like, the California pressure got to him, and he just, I, I, I don't know, it just was a little weird. Like, he just looked a lot better when he was at Pitt playing with Pickett than he did at USC. Yeah, and just he's, I don't know, the athleticism, you can see it on the on the field, you know, one of those guys that can cut and get there. Um, I have him high, but at the, I honestly, he kind of scares me because I feel like he has the potential to be the highest bust mm-hmm. out of this group of guys. Yep. Um, he's a risk reward guy. Uh, you know, I like some of what I saw on the tape, but at the same time, I liked a lot of what I saw out of, um, who did your Eagles draft? Devontae, who win from that, uh, above Justin Jefferson? Oh, Jalen Rager. Rager, like, oh I my feel dude. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I see a little bit, and that kind of scares me. And yeah, the athleticism's great. He just, yeah, he just. I His don't sophomore know. year won the Belinikoff Award, looked absolutely fantastic. But yeah, like. Utah, he played him twice, and I think uh, outside of maybe one or two big plays, he kind of just was shut down and didn't really do a whole lot. And, you know, I, I want to see more. Like one of the ones, I think it was for the Pac-12 championship, his big play in that game was literally just because Caleb Williams bought time, got out of the pocket, and then found him after the coverage kind of got busted at that point. So I just want to see more from him without – having those kind of things it's 
one of the positives is he he usually helps out his quarterback and tries to find the open spot wherever they're rolling. But yeah, I think that's kind of scares me. I kind of knocked him a little bit. Was just the very up and down, blow up game, then nothing, then he'd have a blow up game. Like it was very just hit and miss with him and not consistent. I had him ranked at my eight guy. So, I definitely am not high on him. Hugo had him at two. I reluctantly had him at three. I just don't... I don't really have anybody that I like better, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm in love with him. Yep. Uh, Like, I think just, like, the talents there. Like, I kind of, you know, enjoyed watching guys like Mims and Hutchinson and Josh Downs better, but... In terms of athletic ability, he's he's above them, and that's kind of why I ranked him as as highly as I can because he can do things that some of those guys can't. I get that. I get that. Number two. Number two. We have Zay Flowers. My number two. My number two. Hugo's number three. So. Very consensus there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying. He's going to live up to this comparison at all. But when I look at him, I see a little bit of like just kind of the shiftiness of Antonio Brown. Not saying he compares to Antonio Brown. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, he's got that shiftiness, which I really like. And that's kind of just I've seen him consistently getting open and then being in the open field, making things happen, making people miss. Yes. There was one game, I forget what it was, but it was like a third and 13. And he took like a little bubble screen, like 50-some yards, and just kind of, you know, broken tackles, spin moves. He just kind of, he, he makes things happen. He's got the breakaway speed, too. 4 4 2 uh, he's at 5'9", 182, so a little bit bigger than some of the other guys we talked about. Yep. Um, Boston College is the team I was thinking of that does that weird shit where they constantly hold it into their uh, running back's hand. Like, on pass plays, they would hold it in the running back like they're going to run and just wait, 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 and then throw. That's who did it. Wake Forest did it a lot, too, with did he, did AT they, Perry. Yeah. yeah, I think some of the games like it, but... Yeah, he had 78 catches, 1,077 yards, and 12 touchdowns as a senior. Um, so His route tree, I liked it. He he did everything, short, middle, deep routes. Like you said, found the spacing, was able to keep himself open. Yeah. Finished as Boston College's all-time leader in receptions, receiving guards, and touchdowns. So, you know. Definitely made things happen at Boston College. You know, his quarterback frustrated the hell out of me. So I think he could have, if he had a better quarterback, who knows what kind of numbers and stuff he would have put up. Yep. He's, I, his tape was what I, I liked the most, probably out of anybody, um, besides our number one guy. But you know, our number one guy didn't really play mm-hmm. this last year, so. And he's also a guy, too, that small, but runs physical. Yes. Like I said, breaks tackles. Undersized, but doesn't play that way. Yeah. He plays like he wants what he wants. He's going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, drop issues. He's got those, but like we said, that's a fixable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not too worried about that. He's not the greatest run blocker, but he's willing. He's Hey, at 5'9", <laughs> that's all you have to be is willing to get in the way. There was one game, too, where I saw, I, I don't know if the other team was talking talking trash a lot, but he was he was really getting physical with those DBs, and, and I like that. He's, he's a competitor, and I, yeah. Probably could have made an argument for one, but I'm not going to. He could have. I think he easily could have, I think, done that, but... So, he's. I think if he gets to a team where he can, I mean, I hate to say it because I hate them, but he would be a perfect slot option for Patrick Mahomes and oh. and Casey. He would, you know. Don't say that. I know. I don't want to give them anybody, but we'll see what happens. That might be what they're doing. I That's like, why they haven't signed a wide receiver. I like Zay Flowers a lot. <laughs> And the only real consensus that we had, Jackson Smith in Jigba at number one had pretty much no 2022 season. Yep. Uh, Ran a 4-5-2 at the Combine. Not great, but nothing too concerning, especially seeing all these other Combines. The rest of the class, Um, yeah. So uh, great shuttle, so that's nice to see. Because, you know, that's kind of what he does is he's a, a shifty guy, can get open, can run routes. and Get the separation. Yeah. He's he's played pretty much all three years, but his best year was 2021, obviously, yeah. where he had over 1,600 receiving yards. Very impressive there, nine touchdowns. And that's still with Garrett Wilson. and Yeah. Marvin Harrison yeah. and Chris Olave. They had wide receiver class, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so he just has the big playability. He can also just get open in general. and He's good at – I like the way he works his body into position. He bo- He's good at getting the defender to where he, they're boxed out. They're not making – they have to reach over the top or around them if they're going to try to make a play on the ball. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I didn't like was he was one of the wide receivers that really caught the ball with his body, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, watching it, you'd, like, hear the ball, like, hit his chest, just thud. And, like, it just, it, it works It works when you're doing that certain things, but it just sets up for him to just bounce right off your chest when he comes at a bullet or something. Yeah. Um. But that's something I think that's easy to work on. Of all the things to kind of get at the next level is the hands. That's that's that that'll be the first thing they work with. I bet. Yeah, I think I think he'll probably be the first. Should be the first receiver off the board. But I think it just kind of depends on where he goes, where he ends up. Is he gonna have a established quarterback? Yep. But yeah, he could be a guy that kind of similar to his teammate Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, that could, you know, have an impact his rookie year. Um, 
I've already done a rookie draft. I took him at number five in a super flex. So I think that's pretty much where he belongs. Bajan and the three quarterbacks above him. Yep. Um, that, that's that's where I like it in terms of a non super flex. I mean, I think he could go number two. I was about to say he's. I think he's the top wide receiver for sure. Mm-hmm. And so then it's up to. Do you like one of those other running backs somewhere? Yeah, and I've kind of said this before. When it comes to your rookie drafts, is I think I've found that trying to draft for need isn't isn't the greatest thing to do. No, um, you know, especially if you're drafting high in the first round, you kind of just got to look at the talent and go for there. I don't care if you are stacked at wide receiver. If you feel like this person is the best talent, grab them. Yep. Like. Uh, Find a way to turn a different wide receiver into Yeah, what you need. I know Hugo and I a couple years ago where you know, he took Javante Williams, which I think still can be a great pick. Um, you know, he's definitely shown flashes of being a top top running back in the league, but he passed on Jamar Chase what a silly goose. for it. So it's like you don't want to do that. He's like, I need a running back and it's like but It's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a out if unless out of side of a super flex league, he's a top five dynasty asset. So mm-hmm. you know, we kind of just gotta gotta evaluate talent yep. versus need when it comes to rookie drafts. I agree. Anything else you gotta add about these receivers before we head out? Uh, not really. Okay, I think we touched on a lot of it. Yeah. It, as as always. Landing spot is huge yep. with these guys, like we talked about with running backs, tight ends. Just wherever you land, if you land somewhere that, I'm trying to think, who's a, one of these guys lands in Cincinnati, obviously their value is going to be diminished. Yep. You know, you get Joe Burrow, which is great, but, but. they're going to be sitting behind a T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, even Tyler Boyd. So you don't necessarily want that, but. Uh, yeah, there's been a few guys that I thought were great and I got bad, put into bad positions and just kind of never really saw mm-hmm. saw any time significant time in the NFL. So I think one of my worries kind of going on that is with Tennessee right now and Trey Lombergs, like that that's not the best place for him right now. He's kind of in a purgatory. Kind of, but, I mean, we've seen at the same time A.J. Brown have some, some success there, so – Maybe not what you want, yeah. But you could have success there, and that's what we're that's what we're looking at. I'm just I was trying to think of teams that I wouldn't want these guys to go to. Cincinnati's the main one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about I was thinking about here in Denver just because you know not necessarily anybody really sticks out like. I think Judy is potential to have a breakout year this year, but at the same time, none of these guys have really shown to be a very proven guy here. But it's it's crowded. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Um, San Fran's a crowded area. I doubt they even think about it. Yeah, unless they were to get rid of Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. There's there's just it's tough, but yep. we'll have to wait and see what happens in 
the draft and where these guys go. Baltimore would be a place I wouldn't be excited about someone falling. Yeah, especially without knowing where the quarterbacks are, and how the quarterbacks are going to go. That's a team in my mind that definitely might be looking for a wide receiver. They should be. Um, Scares me. Scared to death. <laughs> scared straight. Scared straight. Okay. Let's see. Um, we're going to go to our XFL coverage. Our XFL? Yeah. Our, our four-game coverage? Our four-game coverage. Uh, oh, Seattle Sea Dragon signed Philip Lindsay. Oh. I want to point that out there. Uh, who who's who did uh, Paxton play for? The Guardians. Did he get benched? Uh, probably. I can't remember who it was. I could have sworn it was I was looking at them and they're, he didn't play for them. Probably not. He sucks. All <laughs> right. First, we have the Vegas Vipers at St. Louis to play the Battle Hawks. Give me the Battle Hawks. I'm going with the Vipers. All right. Arlington Renegades at Orlando Guardians. Give me the Renegades because the Guardians suck. I'll take the Renegades. Houston Roughnecks at San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, I think I saw something where it was like the Bra- or the Roughnecks have won more games in the XFL than the Texans have over like the last five years or something. <laughs> I'll go Roughnecks. I'm going to go with Roughnecks as well. And then DC Defenders at Seattle Sea Dragons. Give me them dragons, baby. Rawr. <laughs> Defenders. Oh, uh, you went Defenders? Why not? How dare you? To be different. I mean, I'm trying to see the yeah I'm the different. standings. <laughs> Chill out, two chains. <laughs> defenders are six and one. Battlehawks are five and two. Dragons five and two. Vipers two and five. Roughnecks four and three. Renegades three and four. Brahmas two and five. Who lost to the Guardians? Wow! Someone lost to the Guardians. Was it this last week? I don't know, but the Guardians got a win gross um but yeah we'll we'll, we'll be back next week with some some more coverage uh i don't know exactly what we're gonna be looking at but i will come up with something we will have something um probably more of a next week we might be more of a dynasty episode or we look look into stuff like that but for now we're out of here we love you guys masters is on this weekend watch that watch the masters peace out everybody uh, I gotta play some music so you guys can don't have to listen to our voices this whole time. I don't like my voice either. Peace out.